Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Uh, we're going to talk pet peeves or, uh, as Eric and I were saying, uh, you know, grind the gears kind of thing, right? There was a funny little family guy skit where he talks about things that grinds his gears. Uh, and I think this is kind of the same idea where, you know, Eric, there's no no industry is perfect, right? Nothing is without flaws. Right. And, right. and clearly what you do for a living, the industry is not perfect either. They've got some issues, uh, just like anything. And so let's talk about some of the things that, uh, and, you know, I've got a couple here, but feel free to ch- you know chime in with some other ones that, that really bother you that I hear from financial advisors all across the country about things they wish was a little bit better uh, overall in the industry. So let's start with you know fee structures. We talked about fees on the prior segment for folks not knowing what they're paying, and it's often because it's hidden. That could be a frustrating point for you guys as well. Right, because when, when people, you know, when we take them through this retirement readiness review and in the second visit we um, discuss fees about if they want to engage us, how much it costs. And so when we fully disclose that and they say, well, that's more than what I'm currently paying, we have to explain, well, no, it's not because you actually are paying as much or if not more, and you're not receiving any additional value. So because it's convoluted to them, they they don't, it's hard for them to make that connection. So you have to go through a little bit more explaining about, you know, why they don't understand what they're really paying until they dive into it and we educate them on that. Our industry likes to, they like to make things convoluted because the more they can confuse you, mm-hmm the more that you need them. Sure, yeah, right? like anything, right? Right. So it'd be nice if everyone was more open and honest about things, but that's not the way it works. So we explain that to our clients. They, their eyes get open. They're like, okay, yeah, I see that there's, yeah, I'm, you're, you're going to see my fee. You mm-hmm. don't see theirs. Right. So being cognizant of something sometimes is a blessing and a curse because <laughs> when markets are down and you get a monthly statement showing that you have a loss that month, And then also fee, you know, you're like, oh, I paid to lose money, which no one really likes to do. (laughs) Right. But yeah, you're paying for the advice and all this, all the services that come along the way, right? It's just how our, how our world works. You either pay commissions up front or you pay a fee as you're ongoing. And it's only comes into question again, the absence of any value that you are receiving from, from the firm. You know, if you're not receiving any value, then don't pay the fee. But if you're receiving a lot of value, then it's worth every penny. And and again, ask. You can just ask, hey, hey, break this down for me. And, of course, a good firm, I think, is going to take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Many people, it's confusing. And, again, this whole point is, you know, it's annoying to the advisor just as much as it is to us as the client. It's like going, it's like reading your cell phone bill or, you know, sometimes car sales, right? It's like, good Lord, do we have to make this this complicated, right? And, and often, I think a lot of industries are plagued with that. I think that you know, lawyers are no offense, lawyers. <laughs> they tend to add some of those wrinkles into things. Number two, uh, advisors that put their own goals ahead of their clients certainly, and and it's tough to use the word advisor here, Eric. But 
it seems like everybody can call themselves an advisor nowadays in the financial space. And there definitely are some out there who don't have to adhere to the fiduciary standard like others do. Correct. And so they're financial salespeople, but they can say, oh, I'm a I'm an um, advisor. Yeah. I'm an advisor. I'm a retirement, all kinds of convoluted words they can use, right? Mm-hmm. And so our industry all gets kind of lumped into the same thing. In a big, broad base, a broad brush, everyone is in the financial services industry. But they're just like doctors are in the world of medicine. True. Right? Yeah, but yeah. there's different specialties. So you have general practitioners. You got uh, you know the, the specialists, all the ologists. I well, you can them. say I'm I'm in the medical field, but you might just you know. And again, you might say I'm in the medical field, but you're a lab tech, right? Right? Correct. You know, or whatever the case is, you're in the medical field, yes. But someone might infer that and go, oh, well, what do you, you know? <laughs> what is this rash? <laughs> or well, whatever. there's a there's a big difference between an oncologist and a podiatrist, anesthesiologist. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> so different specialties, right? Right. So right. what I find funny is too when I tell people, you know, I'm on the golf course or, you know, ask what I do, and I, just, you know, tell them well, I have a retirement planning firm. Oh, I already have somebody. It's like, well, I didn't ask you if you wanted to become a client. You asked what I did. Right. And I'm not the right fit for everybody. We tell people all the time. In fact, when people call in, we have to ask them a few qualifying questions because we're only suited for people that are really over fifty. People that are younger are just not – they're not in a space where they need what we do, and there's no reason to pay for something that you don't need. Yeah. So we Good always point. tell them it's better to save that extra expense that you're going to have and go for growth and accumulation because <laughs> you don't need us yet. Yeah. It almost kind of hit me like, you know, uh, let me. we were talking about family guys setting up this grinding my gears thing, and it's like he, he buys flood insurance for an area that never gets a flood. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, you probably don't need it, right? You know, if you live on a mountaintop, why would you need flood insurance? So <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. All right, cookie cutter, one size fit all things. That one drives me nuts too. So I imagine it's got to drive you guys nuts because it's like, look, everybody is different. Yes, it is true. We all have universal things, right? Social Security is going to play a factor in, you know, healthcare and having income and yada, yada, yada. There's universal isms, but Eric, what you need and what I need are two different things. Correct. But in our industry, what's interesting is that there's two sides of it. There's the um, side that's regulated by the SEC and FINRA, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and the SEC Security Exchange Commissions. Mm -hmm. So that's if you are licensed to do anything in the securities world. And then we have the insurance side of things, which is regulated by the state. So you could be a licensed insurance-only producer, but you can go out there and say that you're an advisor and talk about things on the security side, even though you're not supposed to, and then people get confused. And so they go out there, they're kind of one trick ponies and they invite people to a, you know, a dinner somewhere, you know, have a chicken or a steak or something like that and try to hammer everybody because everyone looks like a nail when you have a hammer and they throw enough people into the room, they get enough people to uh, sign up and, put them into products that might be confusing or it sounds great when they talk about it because who doesn't want to have market participation with no losses? That sounds awesome. Uh, But a lot of these products are complicated. You need to understand them. So that's what I get. They give the tool a bad name, Mm, even though the tool is a a good tool. Some people in our industry that, that sell them, position them incorrectly, don't do enough due diligence, making sure that people understand it, have enough liquidity, all these types of things, um, and then they 
they don't like it anymore. The person gets out of the industry. They have no service anymore. So the industry starts to get kind of a tarnished image of it, even though it's a very strong tool that are being used. Sometimes the way they're positioned is incorrectly. That's what that's what really kind of uh, I don't like. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine gotcha. about our industry. I should have probably combined that one with with the big companies who push products, which was next on my list, because it's the same kind of idea sometimes, right? Uh, you think about like, um, I don't know, Walmart might say, okay, we're selling sweaters because we're, you know, two and a half months before it starts to even get close to being cold. So I really want you to push sweaters, for example, right? I know Walmart doesn't do that, but whatever it is, right? And it's the same kind of idea. There's some, there some of these big financial firms that say, hey, we want to push this particular product. And so... The, the, a lot of the advisors are the guys in these offices that they're on every street corner. They kind of have to push that a little bit, right? Because they're all always trying to hit quotas, if you will. Yeah, and they actually um, have additional compensation built into that. Mm-hmm. And the company you're talking about um, got sued to that a couple of times uh, and lost. And so it's a pay-to-play type of an arrangement yeah, that they have. Yeah, there you go. And so when you walk into one of these offices, I pretty much can know exactly what what uh, – Funds are going to be offered. And same thing as if you go to your grocery store, right, and you're walking down the cereal aisle. Cereal is always the most <laughs> – the, the one that you got to pay to play because if you don't pay the grocery store, you don't get eye-level shelf space, right? You end up on the bottom floor where people won't see you. <laughs> that's, that's a good way of thinking about that, I suppose, right? Because yeah. people only buy within probably three shelves, Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, I no, really it, want the ch- I really want the raisin brand from, from X company, but it's at the bottom, so I'll just get right. this one instead, yeah. Or the stuff that's in a bag, remember? Cereal, or like uh, um, the generic run, right? Uh, puffed rice cereal is in a bag. Yeah, fru- Fruityos. Uh, <laughs> I, I just saw that, which makes funny because I was just, you and I were just chatting about, I saw a fun fact that all Fruit Loops are supposed to be the same flavor and you and i regardless of their color you and i were like i don't know if i totally buy that or not i uh, i think i can still taste lime with i when yeah. i eat them but i haven't had fruit loops in a long time that's you know um i think sometimes if you're staying in like a um hampton inn or one of those hotel type <laughs> things where they have the breakfasts <laughs> right you might snag a box of that <laughs> no one is looking unless you're, you're unless you're a big kid like me and i eat that stuff eat that anyways. Yeah. okay well hey yeah. I, I'm bad. Sometimes sometimes I'm just like, I just really want to get a box of kids cereal, man. And it's, it's good, you know? So I got, I'm, I'm no one's going to tell me no. I got the disposable right. income. That's to right. I want right? to throw myself under the bus. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I just want some Captain Crunch, man. What's wrong with that? Um, all right. Yeah, but same idea. So, yeah, I get it. So definitely they're pay to play in, in, in that kind of pet peeve of, of companies that certainly push products in that same way. Uh, let's do one more and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, and that's the, the idea that a financial plan like must be war and peace for example, right? Like they have to just be this massive thing of pages that most people, A, don't understand, and B, will never look at. Correct. But, you know, they want to baffle you with, I'll let you fill in the the B and the S version of that. And that's what it's meant. That's what it's intended to do. You know, so they're going to, if they're going to charge you a fee, they want you to at least feel like you're getting something of value. So if you have 400 pages, it's all color, you know, nice thick stock with glossiness on, oh, this is my plan. Yeah doesn't need to be that complicated, right? What you need is a couple of pages explaining it to you, and then that should really be updated every time you get together, which should be at least annually. We recommend every six months, okay? And because things are going to change, the assumptions that you put into that, you can't. You don't know what the returns are going to be going forward unless you happen to lock in a 30-year CD, let's say, at a guaranteed rate of return, then you know what it is. 
but you don't know what rate of return you're going to have. You don't know what inflation's going to be. Um, you're not, not going to what you might be spending. You might be spending a lot more the first few years because you're traveling, going to all the nice places, and then it may slow down. You don't know what life may deal you curveball wise. Maybe you need a new hot water heater, maybe a new furnace, maybe you know new car, those types of things. That's why you adjust it over time. And so having 400 pages isn't going to do a lot for you. Now, it might have some less stress testing in there, and that could be simply done. Ours, it's like seven pages, and it's pretty easy to understand. What people love about it is upon a computer screen, and so if they want to say, hey, can you change this assumption? What if inflation is, we let's say we start at three, let's say, what does it look like at two and a half? Or what does it look like at four and a half? We can do that. What if my rate of return is a percent higher? What if I spent an extra $1,000 a month for the first 10 years of retirement? What does that look like? All these things you can do on the fly. That's really what you want. Something interactive right. where you can say, okay, what does it look like if I, if I do X, what happens? What if Y happens? And so that's what you want your plan to be. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day, using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.